scoot in this way a little bit. You were, but that's also it's all that part of it's so weird to me because it's like the show's been running for eight years, right? You know what we mean? (laughs) The rules are obvious. You're going to be thirsty by the end of this episode, Steve. Hi, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steve, and this is 60 Cycle Home, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, broken, reviewing, playing podcast. Podcast. (laughs) We've got a topic before we get into those ads. Uh, This was asked by Wayne Magyar? 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 Uh, Sorry, I mangled your name. I'm I'm sure it's a wonderful sounding name, and I just don't know how to say it. Do fancy, expensive boutique pedals really matter gigging? Since every gig is going to sound different, since there's so many variables affecting sound, even in the same venue from night to night, is anyone going to really notice notice it is a $125 boss or a $300 plus whatever or even a $25 Behringer? So this this guy's factoring in the tone of the room right <laughs> into his pedal board. But I think there's an interesting topic here. And I went back and forth with him a little bit in the comment section on the Facebook group. Uh what do you have an initial knee-jerk reaction, Steve? Um I think at the end of the day, for me, it always just comes down to play what your whatever works for your ear and your space. Sure. Um what I, you like. I think if uh you know, if I if I write a song on a DS1 in my bedroom, then I'm going to want a DS1 on stage until it doesn't work. You know, if I write a song on a... Until it doesn't uh, work. When will a DS1 stop I'm saying, working? I'm saying, like, if I if I take it in there and I realize, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Because one of the differences between bedroom and a, and a big room is is the way the sound bounces around. And so I know, like, a DS1 yeah. is an example of a pedal that tends to, like be very scooped and disappear in a room. And there's also like a a huge factor bedroom versus stage where like you are not playing anywhere near as loud in your bedroom as you would with a band. There's things that change with your tone, with volume, like the speaker itself gets saturated Mm -hmm. and certain your pedals are going to sound different. There are similarities though, Ryan, Uh, when I play in my bedroom, I can hear what I'm playing, and so can three other people in my house. <laughs> That's but, more than most people get in the dive when bar. when I play on a stage, I can hear me, and then the bartender and the sound guy, and there's probably not anyone oh, else there. Oh, your show has a sound guy. Fancy pants over here. I, you know, I think, so. I, but I mean, I do see what, what his point is, is it's like there are a lot of factors. I just, my thought is, you know, write, write whatever or Use the tools that I guess, like use the tools that got you there. Sure, you know, uh, it's the same. Well, thing. don't like don't throw curveballs at yourself. Don't be like, well, because I'm going to go play a, a show on a stage or in a studio, I'm going to I'm going to get a nice piece of gear that I'm not familiar with. No, you want to use what you're familiar with. Yeah, it's like you don't need to upgrade or change anything to go from playing at home to playing on stage. Like there's no expectation for that. Uh, But now I guess where I would say that maybe there's a difference is like, if you have some, some like specific studio tools that you're like, Oh yeah. in the studio I use, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't know what y'all have access to, but I know there are people who are like, Oh, here's a good example. If you bought one a few years ago, uh, you got yourself a a clon KTR for like two fifty. Right. right, but now those things are like eight nine hundred dollars. So I super understand if you're like, well, when I'm like recording at home, I use a Klon KTR. But if I'm gonna go, if I'm playing a show, like I'm gonna grab like an Archer or a Tumnus or or whatever. Like I think that's reasonable, and that's maybe a little bit of a different scenario. But if you're saying like, oh, I'm gonna use a, a JHS Bonsai at home, but then I'm just gonna grab like a Mosky Green whatever thing, like. That's a very different thing. Like, just just take the bonsai. That would be my opinion. Sure. But here's here's kind of my pitch. Assuming your 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 tone, your 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 rig, mm-hmm. the sound you're chasing is fairly meat and potatoes. Chasing sound sounds like a good name for a podcast, by the way. <laughs> Chasing sound. Maybe we could get it like sponsored by you know like a major publication or something like that. Uh, 
what I was leading to, like, say you're a very meat and potatoes tone. Mm -hmm. Guitar into a Tube Screamer style overdrive into a loud amplifier. Right. With a little bit of reverb. Right. No, you don't need a $400 version of a Tube Screamer to do that. Sure. Go get yourself a, a Turbo Tube Screamer, and that's probably got everything that you need in there. Yeah. But... You might find like, oh, I really love my tube streamer, but uh, you know, I kind of wish it had a little bit more like scurrying and more crunk down in the, you know, the, the down in the corners here. And so then you start going on this journey to explore other variations of that circuit, and that's where you get into the three hundred, four hundred dollar nonsense pedals that are easy to make fun of and stuff Scrang like that. Scrang and crunk. You know the, the tonal, you know the tonal adjectives that we use yeah. that all the time. We all know what those things mean. Right. It's right. guitar speak. Uh, but where that breaks down when you're getting when you start getting away from the meat and potatoes mm -hmm. tonality of like here's my guitar. It's got a kind of like a mid saturated tight overdrive going into a slightly crispy tube amp because then like it does you just find a, a, a dirty pedal that does it for you. It doesn't matter how much it, it costs really. Yeah. Where things start changing is if you start getting into very specific variations of effects that have very specific like technical features to them. Like the one that I, I pitched to Steve when we were talking about maybe doing this topic is we've got the dark world here. We're going to, I was going to hold this up. <laughs> List Chase Bliss as a sponsor. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's a reverb. Yeah, you can get all sorts of cheap reverbs out there. There's all sorts of budget reverbs. Sure. But I don't, I haven't run into any other reverb that does things that this does. And this is not me pitching this right now. This is me pitching the idea. It's like if you, have something like this, like any pedal that has a unique feature, and you build a song around it, you build your sound around it, mm -hmm. that's it. You built your song around it. You built your sound around it. Like there's certain bands, there's certain tones, there's certain sounds that exist because of, because of a specific piece of gear. And if you want to do that sound then you need to buy that specific piece of gear no matter what its cost is because right. there's not a $100 option. Mm -hmm. There's definitely not a $50 option. You know, you have to go with what actually exists. So it is practically meat and potato stuff. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But when you get into specifics, I think it does. I, I, I kind of get what Wayne is saying here. He says, you know, you build to a certain sound. Um, but the venue acoustic crowd size that can throw your sound out the window. I still think like the features, the features are important. They are. You know? uh, yeah, he's right. Like you, the acoustics throw out your sound, but there are certain pedals that those are the only pedals that do the thing that you're trying to do. And honestly, like sometimes the biggest difference is like, so some of the differences can be minor. It can be the way something is voiced. That's going to cut better, like in a poor acoustic setting. Um, but it could also just be, uh, you know, learn, you need to figure out how to dial in, uh, reverb in a, in a room. I actually right. found, you know, shortly before I moved that I started playing a lot, um, a lot of parts without any reverb and mm. just, and just delay because I found like the room I was in was already like pretty reverberant. So sure. unless I wanted like a specific, like, um, washy, or like a modulating reverb, I just would not use reverb. Sometimes I, again, I was using a lot of delay still, but sometimes I use a reverb and then right after it, I use a D verb. Oh, wow. and it, it cancels it out, but I know that it's in there, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, yeah, it's a psychological um, thing. I, I do think the psychological is a big part Some of pedal it. Builder is going to hit us up. Like, can I build you a D verb? <laughs> if you want, <laughs> okay, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I do think there is a big psychological component to like, uh, enjoyment enjoyment and I, I think the other thing to consider consider is to, again depending on the space that you're in uh what you hear may not be like what's out there and unless you're one of these guys who you know these guys exist um who are uh you know you're playing with wireless or you're you're walking during sound check you're walking to the back of the room and you're actually hearing what you sound like in the room and even then the room's empty it's going to sound different once you hopefully put you know 
20 or 30 or 50 or a hundred warm bodies in there. It's going to sound different. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, most, you know, most of the time you don't spend time adjusting your gear to the room. Like, yeah, that's like, if you've, if you're running through a PA and there's speaker, there's, there's mics on amps and stuff like that, then you're trusting the sound guy to adjust around the room. Like you don't, you don't have to be like, well, Hmm. The wind's going that direction. The humidity is this percentage. I think I need to turn my mids up. No one does that. You know, I do that. That's <laughs> because you're a scientist, Steve. Um, <laughs> because I'm a psycho. <laughs> but like, say your meat and potatoes rig is built around a tube screamer. Right. You could have any $30 Amazon basics, most guy, you know, whatever budget tube screamer. But you find yourself in situations where the tone of the room does change. Now you're like, man, it would be nice to have a tube screamer that has a little more shrink, a little more crank and shrink uh, that, that has a, th- a three band EQ. Right. You're like, oh, man, you know, like in, in this scenario, like it was too the, the, the mids were too mid. I need them to be less mid. I need the lows to be more mid and I need the highs to be really, really mid, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> But like, there's like, you'll find yourself in situations where you're like, man, I wish it was, you know, I wish I could tweak this and I don't have that parameter on this thing. Or you might just decide like this $30 pedal is doing it for me. And there's no, no one cares that no one's, no one's like going like, oh, I, you're, you're doing it wrong. Cause you don't have the $400 pedal. No one cares. Like use what you like. Yeah. <laughs> use what you like. Use the thing that, you know, gives you the confidence to play. And I think, and I, I'm not trying to call out our buddy Wayne here because that's not what this is about. Well, it's but, about discussion, but there's, you know. it's about discussion. That's right, Steve. Uh, there is a mentality that I've seen in guitar culture mm-hmm. in guitar internet culture where people will see nice gear and they will get judgy about it mm-hmm. because they're insecure like, oh, this person has this thing, and I don't need that. I don't. And you, they're them using it because those people are using it. They're saying that everyone needs that, and it's like this logical big jump to make those assumptions. No, you don't need anything. No, no one needs any of this stuff. Use what use what works for you. Use. Use the tool that you enjoy, right? You know? And if somebody, if somebody has a nice piece of gear, maybe they suck a guitar, maybe they don't. It doesn't matter. Like they, oh, yeah, they, they bought the thing. I, you know, this is the way I think about it. Right? Is, um, I'm not playing right now, but I played played like rec softball for a long time. Mm-hmm. I sports analogy, I guys, Sport, buckle up. Here we go, sports analogy. Like you see a I lot need a of five point harness for this one. You see certain guys that go like all in and you're like, oh man, you're a douche. Um, but if all you're doing is like you're showing up with a nice glove and a nice bat, like it doesn't, nobody very, I have never met anyone who's been like, oh, that's a nice glove, but you play, you play, you play tournaments. You're playing tournaments, right. bro. No, I just like, I have a nice glove, like, because I want one. Like it doesn't matter. Like, I, I've been I've been buying fifty, sixty dollar bottles of tequila. Does the alcohol work more or better than the twenty dollar bottle? No, it doesn't. I just enjoy it more. How pissed would you be though if I brought over like a Miller Lite, drank like two thirds of it, and then poured some of your sixty dollar tequila? I'd be pretty pissed into. into <laughs> Until, until a quarter full Miller Light can. <laughs> Nobody needs anything. The reason pie people, the reason pie people buy, uh, the reason people buy the expensive stuff and use the expensive stuff is because they want to. Because yeah. it's part of the entertainment for them. It's not about need. They're not telling anyone else that they need to have that stuff. There's no uh, professional expectation that like, oh, if you're going to be on stage, then you need to have this quality of gear. It's, you're, you're the band. You're the performer. You decide what you use. 
You're going into the studio. You decide what you're going to use. And if you go to a studio and like, you can't use that guitar. It's too cheap. You need to find a different studio because they're wrong and that's stupid. Like they should allow you to come in with a, a, a string wrapped around a piece of wood and like, well, this is my instrument and this is how I get my sound. And they'd be like, well, let's figure out how to record it. Yep. You know, like that's, that's just being an artist. It's choosing your own gear, no matter what it costs or doesn't cost. It's your decision. That's it's a creative decision that we all get to make. And it's a financial decision too. And if you're going to buy really expensive stuff, then please, please, for the love of God, use my affiliate links. <laughs> Jeez. You already do an ad? Is there anything else? <laughs> no, I don't have anything else. I think that wraps it up pretty tight. All right. This ad was sent by Robert McDowell. <laughs> This is I think that uh, was the best bow I've put on a topic. In this a is long from time. Reverb. This is a feel good slash Fender Marauder 2 Pistachio Green Nitro Relic by Copacetic Customs. Um, it says, Howdy from Texas. Offset Nerds Rejoice, the fabled Marauder 2. Dude, I don't. This is so long. Don't read it all. I don't want to read any of don't it. Don't read any of it. It's got pickups. It's a guitar. Are you familiar with the with the Marauder? It's, it's a body. The Marauder was a guitar that Fender like prototyped and yeah. then and never like officially released. Is this the shape that Built uses? They do like kind of a hybrid. Okay. So Built is kind of hybridizes in between a Marauder and a Starcaster mm, in a okay. lot of ways. Um Fender came out with a prototype and some of the prototypes had this no pickup design where the pickups were hidden underneath the pickguard. And then they had like a Marauder 2, which is like what this is obviously referencing. I've noticed like a weird uptick recently in Marauder projects, which is shocking because there's a lot of custom hardware here that you just can't get off of wherever. Mm-hmm. So when I saw this ad pop up that Robert sent to us, I was like, okay, hold on a minute. Where are all these Marauders coming from? Mm-hmm. So while Steve and I were sitting here prepping for the episode and I searched Google and we found where they're coming from. They're coming from this, uh, I, I'm assuming a British site mm-hmm. called guitarform.com. And they have a Marauder kit for the base price is 680 pounds. Right. I'm not going to make a weight joke right now. Because uh, I think that the, the price of the kit itself is something to talk about. You were going through the options, and there's all sorts of ways to add costs. Yeah, I think I, I threw on, um, uh, I think, a different bridge. So I think this style bridge is like right. a surplus. But it looks like you can, and like... there's a couple other options that I added on. But it, it came out to like seven 770 pounds. You can decently get in there and change the details of what you want to get. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, I haven't found any other sources they have all this hardware that you're seeing on this guitar that would be otherwise otherwise you would have to manufacture it yourself which like who knows i i'm sure people out there know how to do it and they will get custom chroming done and stuff like that but i don't know for what 700 pounds Mm. let's call it 700 pounds and you can build a pretty dang decent looking guitar that's doing the marauder thing with a bunch of different options I think that's kind of wild and cool. Kind well, of tempting. To you me. say seven hundred, but it doesn't come with a neck, right? No, it's the, it's the body and it's the hardware. It doesn't come with the pickups, so it's coming with like the switches. But you're still gonna have to wire it all up. This is like this is if you if you're doing good parts, it's minimum like a fifteen hundred dollar project, right? Sure. Yeah. Like yeah. say you're gonna throw four hundred, five hundred at the neck, and then you're gonna. It could, it's easily more than $1,500. Then say you're going to throw 300 at pickups. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to, you know, buy all the switches and wires and tuners and things like that and finishing it and all that stuff. So this is a weird case where I'm looking at a $2,600 kit guitar. Right. And I kind of get it. Yeah. It's, this is a pistachio green finished. It's kind of like a light almost pastel green. It's got some relicking done on it. That's actually, I think done very well. Um, I think if you were to, well here, let's just, I don't uh, know about very well, but I think it fits the look just fine. Um, Ryan doesn't think it was, well, the the chips in it are a little bit chunky. 
you know, I don't know. You, I mean, that's, <laughs> it's not that's my, the way I drop my guitar. It's not my favorite relic of all time, but I, I would be totally fine with it. Honestly, like, well, this is probably a situation where it's like, it's relic because it's a kit guitar and they didn't know how to do a very, like a I super mean, clean finish. <laughs> which is totally fine. You know, people love the look of a relic guitar. I certainly don't hate them. You know, people who love super glossy, clean guitars are not typically shopping Fender style offsets. <laughs> I think it's a totally fine relic. Um, tons of switches and knobs on here. I have no idea what all it all does. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure if you, if you buy the, the thing is to come with that. I, I wanted to compare this to MJT. This is actually pretty, pretty significantly more expensive than age MJT. But, uh, you know, I think some of that premium you're paying for is unfortunately the, <coughs> the rarity of the fact that, you know, as far as I can tell, you can't buy this hardware the, anywhere else. Yeah. This hardware, like you, it's, it, it's being made by this company or this company's, uh, guitar form. You could, uh, is, making is having somebody make them i like maybe someone else out there is making uh these bodies as kit bodies and you mm -hmm. could buy it from somewhere else but i i wasn't able to find anywhere else that's selling the four metal plates which includes the bridge right. plate right and that pick guard like there's five pieces right there not including the body mm-hmm that make this a very unique build, and I don't think you can get it elsewhere. Right. I might be wrong. Maybe there's another no, I, source. No, I, I there. couldn't see it either. I couldn't find it. Either. I couldn't find it. Like there were there were the uh, what Fender had like a made in Mexico Marauder that they did that had like the three uh, the three coil bridge humbucker. Right. You know, which it was a very odd bird, and it really did. It gave you a taste of Marauder, but it didn't give what people wanted from that fantasy of getting a oh that was prototype. that one that was like a it was like a jazz master pickup in the neck yeah and, and then a humbucker in the bridge three coil humbucker like three coil yeah yeah that was weird and didn't it have did it have a strap bridge on it i think it had a strap <sighs> bridge remember. on it it was a weird build like this makes so much more sense visually mm -hmm. it looks very handsome it's the it's the lost fender offset and here's here's the thing i was thinking steve Remember when the hot kit to build was Telemaster? Telemaster. And then what happened eventually? It flooded the market. They flooded the and market. Harley Benton sells one. They flood, you know, all these kit builds and stuff, all these yeah. home project builds, people were building all these Telemasters. Fender came out with them. Mm, mm. So if enough people flood the market with these Marauder kits, what do you think Fender is going to do eventually? They're going to make one. They're going to make one. $4,000. Probably. <laughs> but then they'll make a Mexican version, which will be $1,500. Yeah, by that, by that time, it probably will be $1,500. And then they'll make a Squire version, and by that time... It'll be $700. It'll be $700. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if it gets popular enough, then other builders will host the kits as well, and you'll be able to get varieties of different you know, hardware pieces and whatnot. I want to know about where these switches come from too. Those big white switches are beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like things like that. Yeah, you can get the Jaguar pickups that they use in this. You, you're going to have to get the neck. It probably takes a standard Fender like Jazzmaster. You, you can either line. select between a uh, this one is the Strat style neck. You can get a yeah. Strat style neck pocket or a Telecaster style. Ah, uh, gotcha. So you you pick. I want one of these as a baritone conversion. Yeah, so you could get this. And uh, do one of the Tele baritone conversions. And do a Tele baritone conversion. I was looking for that yeah. strap, but I is could it do, upstairs. No, the strat is in a case, but oh. that would that would because I've I've I put the strat away mm -hmm. because I've got commercial, you know, I've got baritones people can buy. Right. That would be a really cool project to get one of these kits and convert it and use the the baritone neck off of my uh off that strap project because mm -hmm. it's the telecaster baritone conversion do jaguar pickups in it you should do it oh man that's tempting <laughs> it's a seven it's a 700 pound project you should, starting though you should reach out to them and see if see if they'll do a, no. a, a project trade 
No, but maybe. No. <laughs> I I'm I would have to have a lot more free time in my life to start tackling something like that. And you know, you know what? I, if you charge $2,000 a video, you'll have lots of free time. That's true. I would have a lot of free time if I charged that much. I wouldn't have any work anymore for a while. Um. <laughs> Who knows though? Maybe someday, but not today. <laughs> no, this Maybe looks- like a big company like Marshall or something like that would be able to pay yeah, $2,000 yeah. for a video. And they've got, I'm sure a big company, a big famous company like Marshall could do something like that. Hi, other guitar YouTubers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anything else? Al- oh, anything else you want? I to got say nothing else. I, I just think this looks really good. The price uh, is the price. Uh, you know, it, you check it out against other Mar- Marauder kits. Yeah, builds, I guess. Yeah, uh, but it's like where else? Are, unless you find someone else selling one, where else are you going to get one? Uh, I know. And I interrupted you there for a sec. So hold your thought. I guess. I feel like the build cost of this had to be at least like $1,700. So this guy is trying to profit eight, 900, something like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for his efforts. I, yeah, that's fine. I, if it plays really nice, I think that's fine. You know, kick, kick guitars. It can be really like, uh, who wants that? But this is such a specific thing that I feel like there's a market there. All right, go ahead, Steve. Now that I'm done interrupting you. That's it. I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, all I was going to say is I really like, I do like the finish on this overall. If I, when I do my, uh, Ibanez eventually, if it can come out half this good, I'll be pretty mm. happy, uh, with that. So want to do some housekeeping. Yeah, let's do some housekeeping. Uh, just housekeeping is a quick moment for us to thank the folks who support us over at patreon.com slash 60 cycle humcast uh where for as little as a dollar a month you can uh, support the production of this program and other programs like it similar to it no you won't be supporting any other programs like this at all if you support our patreon but you can support other pa- programs with patreon. well they would okay. you, you would support other programs like this program on this channel right right other yeah, other episodes of this program yeah, yeah. or you would or, it, listen if you sign up for patreon after you watch this episode, you won't be supporting this episode, but you will be supporting future episodes. Are there any, can you think of any television shows where no. the spinoff is more successful than like the original show? Oh, there's, that's a bit of trivia. This, there's probably something out there. Like that's a question for the audience. Spinoff shows that were more successful than the original. Go for it. All right. Do you there, want to open some mail? Spin off. Hold on. Spin off more successful than the original. Man, don't tell me about freaking uh, how Deep Space Nine is better than than freaking TNG. That's dumb. All right. All right. I don't care about DC. Uh, oh, Happy Days is apparently a spinoff of a show called Love American Style. Frasier is a spinoff of Cheers. Oh, oh, there you go. This podcast is Cheers, and all of the guitar reviews is Frasier. That's what I was trying to go for. All right, all right, all right. Let's open some mail. That was dumb. I'm dumb. Sorry, guys. All right, we got a letter here from Jordan uh, Feltcorn. Feltcorn. He's been messaging you all week, dude. Oh, has he? What have we got here? I'll wait. You want a blade, Steve? It's an envelope. I'm fine. It's a a letter here. Dear Ryan, here is a little Christmas present courtesy of Chris Barron, lead singer of the Spin Doctors, who, of course, wrote Two Princes. I showed him your Two Princes gag, and he loved it. He asked me to send you this pic. Enjoy, and have a happy new year. What? No. Oh, that's silly. He, yeah, he was mess. He messaged a while ago telling us that, like, he's neighbors with like the dad of the sing oh my gosh is it what is a spin it's a, doctor's it's guitar a, pick? that's and it's that's a, great it says spin doctors on one side it says chris on the other and it's actually a really nice slick feeling tort and it's actually like the weight that i would use that's wild yeah. it's an official spin doctor's pick and he's seen 
This the, the two princes gag, and he hasn't sued us yet. So yet <laughs> success. Thank you, Jordan. That was such a nice thing to send. Oh man, I have to make sure that I never lose this. Just put it right there. I need to frame it. Uh, this is from the Flatwoods Monster Museum. Yay! More Flatwoods uh, stuff. We still need to open those trading cards. From Andrew. Oh, yeah. We need to open those trading cards sometime. We got to open this box. We got to find a, a way to do it. Uh, this is from Andrew. This is a... What is this? Really, a postcard? By the way, if you want to send us stuff, the uh, address has been oh, right, right up here. Uh, he says, Ryan and Steve, I got... It's stamped on here. Stamp, it's stapled and it's, enjoy some of our freshly produced picks. Fresh they have, picks? They have Flatwoods Monster Museum guitar picks now. Oh, those are cool. And they've got a little Braxy on the back. Do they glow in the dark? I don't know. Can't tell. I find out after and, the, the, uh, after we, they send us stuff that most of the stuff they send us glows in the dark they, we got a couple uh we got a couple of these postcards here to cool. go along with it that's cool I love all my flatwood Hold stuff on, let's that find they send. Out. <laughs> what do you do Steve is going undercover to see if they glow in the dark it does not appear that they glow in the dark all right I've got a box here. From Nate Leslie, there's some pins in here. Uh, it's got a picture of a gun shooting a tree out of it. This is a serious... Oh my gosh, there's a lot in here. Hey, Steven Ryan, here's a box of my musical goods and sundries for your enjoyment. Steve, you'll recognize at least one of these CDs. Sorry that I only included one shirt. It's the very last one from my 2016 album release. You guys can fight over it or arm wrestle or rock, paper, scissors. Enjoy the stickers and magnets. They should increase your quality of life by at least 4%. Thanks. For the fun show, I work in a limestone mine. What? So I usually listen to you guys while I'm literally scraping the walls in a large gradol machine. 300 feet underground? He's an underground musician. That's if wild. anyone is interested in my newest music and videos, <laughs> can be found at natelesley.com and on every major streaming site. Long days and pleasant nights from Nate Leslie. P.S. Here's a topic idea. Is rock and roll still the Antichrist? And have we all given in? <laughs> oh my, there's a lot of CDs Whoa. in here, dude. Yeah, he's released oh, a lot two of stuff. E it's it's two like each. two each. Um, and uh, yeah, Whose Fault the Grammar? This is, uh, I downloaded Whose Fault the Grammar off of uh, one of these free music services. Not like illegal, but like. There was a company that was doing it. And uh, yeah, this is a really cool album. This is cool. I think this is a U shirt, Steve. Oh, that, that definitely looks like a me shirt. That's a Steve shirt. We got a bunch of stickers in here. This is cool stuff. It's cool to see the things that people make. All these stickers and Whoa. magnets. Oh, these are big magnets. Warning, no diving, shallow water. You can be permanently injured. I think that's just like a quarry. That's a, like a quarry sticker. <laughs> I kind of, should I put this on a guitar? Isn't that also like you see these at, uh, I guess it's like not shallow water, but you'll see these at shows where they're trying to get people not to stage Oh, uh, yeah. I kind of want to cut out the just the guy bonking his head and put that on a guitar. <laughs> Thanks to everyone who sends us stuff. It's delightful. And then everyone who watches the show gets to see what your creative cool stuff looks like. All right, so if you want to do sponsors really quick and then we'll get into the next two ads. You know what? Let's just do all the sponsors at once. We're going right. to do all the sponsors at once. Get it all over with. Get it all done. We got Stringjoy here. Go buy some strings. Stringjoy.com. Click the link in the bottom. They make them in Nashville with their own machines to their own specs. You can make custom sets with their builder on the site. Uh, they've got code. This is a coded set. You can get coded sets. They've got uncoded sets too. Uh, they've got decoded sets. Coded, decoded, recoded. They've got all the different kinds of sets. We've also got 
the loaf pedal here. This is from Pick Your Pedals. Yeah. If you're wondering why we're not holding up the new thing that I maybe demoed and published last week, it's because it hasn't arrived when we recorded this episode. So there's a loaf. We call it the low AF because it's a great fuzz for low strung instruments like your basses go to, and your baritones. Go to biggerpedals.com. This episode's also brought to you by chasebliss.audio.com. This is the dark world. You Ryan already talked about this. You you want one, you need one. Go. I like to do this thing where it shifts in between this high octave shimmer and a low octave shimmer and it shifts back and forth and is ghosty and spooky and freaky and scary and uh and it's beautiful. And no other pedal does what it does so go check it out what are you doing there steve you're taking a video making some tent you're making tent making tent gotta get that instagram money oh (laughs) 20 seconds is long enough that's good tent steve (laughs) the best tent what's new ryan oh man nothing's new let's skip what's new and just get to ads do you have something new uh no all right, let's get to ads. <laughs> I like I, it. I, put I like a, how I'm going to timestamp these 15 seconds apart. I put a card in this that was too small, and look, it's filling up quick. We only have 29 minutes left? Is that what it says? We got 20. We'll oh, make it. Shoot. We'll make it. All right. We'll make it. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Distressed Axel. This was sent by Brian Brooks. Now, Steve is going to really freaking rush it with 29 minutes. is actually plenty. <laughs> there is no. Okay. Here's the item description. 39 by 12 by 2. <laughs> oh, that, that that's just one guitar. I know exactly what guitar that is. You just described the dimensions uh, of it. The oh, di- uh, th- what kind of guitar is this? Oh, it's a 39 inch by 12 inch <laughs> by 2 inch. Oh, really? Those are pretty good. The uh, the title is a- Axel Distressed uh, LP Electric Guitar. Uh, this is clearly a Telecaster shape, but okay. I guess it could be an LP in a way. No, it's not an LP in any way. Uh, do you remember when these guitars came out? I do. And th- like, this is like pretty modified though, right? It's kind of modified. Uh, yeah. When these guitars came out, they got a lot of attention because they were like affordable. I feel like they were like 300 bucks or something like that. They yeah. seem to have pretty decent hardware. They were doing a relic thing. No, no, yeah, I, I but remember it was that like, part. It was like a weird, like a lot of the relic that's on this guitar is the stock factory relic. Yeah. <laughs> like the pickguard, that's the stock factory relic. Like they were aging these guitars, but in a way that was like kind of a natural looking. It wasn't like a real guitar relic. It was more like, you know, like, you know how pizza had tables in the old sit down restaurants that would have dings and nicks in them and stuff like that. It was like a fake relic. Yeah. They were called Badwater guitars. They were Axel Badwater guitars. So a lot of the relic on this is factory. I don't think all of it is, but there's some actually interesting the pin, carving the, going the on pin here. Striping. I would call that pinstriping. Would you call no, it? Pin pin, it's a pinstripe style carving and yeah. it actually like, really perfectly matches the look of like the cut of the pit guard and stuff yeah, yeah. and the shape of the guitar. Like this is like an expert I adornment think, on this. I think that part of it works. What I, are these? I do not dome understand things. these dome things. Like it looks like some sort of found object that they mounted into there. I have no idea what those could be. They might as well be landmines. <laughs> <laughs> they're all just little like shotgun shell uh what's the smugglers smuggler what, what's the thing called i don't know but they don't look like shotgun shells to me but they're oh i i yeah they don't what what are these? they look like they're about like two inches wide they dome out and they have a little like nipple on the end <laughs> for lack of a better term and they're black what are those? They look like little pieces of a like a miniature drum. I want to think that they they are not a shotgun shell, but they are a component to something. Where if we knew what it was, it would be like, oh, it's you know, that part from a propane tank or something like that. You know, right. they look like an industrial part to something that's been upcycled. They definitely look metallic. But then, uh, presumably, to fit these in there, this guy, this some pre- some previous owner, because this was on Goodwill, so some previous owner 
took what a half inch like router bit and just was like, this is cool. Well, they were, they were like that pin striping is routed into the body. They were already wood carving. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So then they were like, but it's, I think it's one thing to be like, oh, I'm doing a pinstripe thing and you're just going in. I, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm looking. What if they serve a function? I'm looking at these little knobby, whatever they are, and assuming that they are like a large object that's like half an inch, that these are like a half an inch into the body. But they could just be very superficial. It's a, guys, people in the audience, can you identify these strange disc-shaped objects, these unidentified discs? You know what, man? Figured it out. What is it? Aliens. It's aliens! Finally! <sighs> They've been here all along. That's why the aliens have been coming. That's why everyone's been spotting all these uh, UAPs and whatnot. U- is that what they call them? UAVs. U- un- unidentified, unidentified aerial vehicles. <laughs> phenomenon. I think UAP might be correct. Unidentified aerial phenomenon. UATs. Unidentified aerial things. They've been... <laughs> <laughs> UAS unidentified aerial stuff <laughs> UAS unidentified aerial shit <laughs> the aliens are coming here to modify our guitars <laughs> that's why they're here mystery solved but yeah like it's gotta be when this thing starts floating UAG Unidentified aerial guitar. What if they're like the ends of a like? Yeah, a, that joke wasn't good. You're right. A piston or something like that. They it looks like something mechanical. It's probably something so stupid. And when we find out, we'll be like, Oh yeah, duh. That's, they send. It's like the bottom of like a Mountain Dew it's like bottle. A Christmas ornament. It's like part of a Christmas <laughs> ornament. Somebody just sand it off. Right. <laughs> but I think this is. This is a cool-looking modification. I'm assuming it's a modification. I've never seen... No, yeah, this has to be a modification. But it looks so clean. And it fits the look of the guitar so well. Yeah, someone was good with a router. We, we okay. established that. But even, like, the colors, like, the, the, that kind of, like, dusty off-red in the yeah. pinstriping, you know, like, kind of contrasted by that turquoise and the little dots and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I dig it. I I was tempted to buy these when they came out, and I think this looks great too, because it's not it's not like I said it's not a real relic, but it has a vibe. This sold for five hundred and three dollars. Also, that's wild that it sold for five five hundred and three. That's crazy. They this is has to be their modification. They drilled a hole in the headstock and put a little like leather tassel oh. on it. I didn't notice that. And one of their tuners is crooked. Probably would have sold for 600 if that tuner wasn't crooked. (laughs) Are those aftermarket tuners too? I don't think so. Oh, maybe. I don't know. No, I'm not sure those are aftermarket. Oh, that one's busted. That's why it's off. Oh. It needs a a new screw. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's an easy fix though. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Excuse me. Whoa. I meant to hide that burp and then it just came out. <laughs> that's a carnitas burp. Um, yeah, that's an easy fix. You just take the whole tuner off and convert it to a five string guitar. Easy peasy. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have guessed that this thing sold for 500. 500. That's for wild. It looks good enough. What are these? What are the axle battle? Bad waters go for I thought they new. were pretty cheap, like two fifty. Axel Badwater. Let's see. One seventy nine. Oh, I, maybe that was a clearance price. These are like a different model. This one was on on Reverb. I'm seeing the Strat version for two twenty. Yeah. Uh, I'm seeing an LP version for three forty three. Uh, where's the t- two seventy five? I'm not seeing any of the specific model. I, I'm just Googling, by the way. So mm. just whatever popped up. Yeah, 500 is a bit much. Here's one for $10. But it's just the brochure. It does look cool, and it does have alien technology embedded in it. Someone's trying to sell one for 600 Someone's trying to sell a made-in-USA prototype for $1,300. Whoa! 
You know what they had? They when on one of the Nans we went to because these bad waters they they weren't on the market anymore by the time we were going to to Nam. Yeah. But like a few years into us going to Nam, they had like these LP Junior style builds mm-hmm. that were not distressed that were pretty attractive looking. They had like a like a neon orange pit guard or something like that. Here's one in blue, non-distressed for $180. Yeah. And that sold, let's see, it sold 11 months ago. I'm looking that's at That's wild that someone paid 500 bucks for that. Here's I mean, an, it looks great. Here's another one that's like the brown relic, 125. There's it seems like there's no rhyme or reason to the placement of the UFO discs. But for some reason, the way they work with that pinstriping just draws the eye in a really well, fun way. Well, what it is, is you think there's no rhyme or reason, and that's because you're just not smart enough to understand right. alien. I mean, I, can, I don't understand the I'm alien not, code. I'm not smart enough to understand it either, but I recognize that it right. is a code. There's a pattern there. Yeah. It's just not one that I can comprehend. It's 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 like crop circles, you know? Exactly. It's so obvious. that like It's this clear signal from the aliens to tell us exactly what to do if we want to hang out with them yeah. and, like, have, and be cool friends with them. But like we just don't get it, you know? Man, it would be cool to... Maybe not the discs, but it would be cool to have pinstriping like this on that Harley Benton Moserite that I have. I feel like that would take this look pretty well. Now I'm looking around the room. <laughs> You're looking for other things to do this on? Aliens, send me your discs. Come to my house. Show me how to properly modify a guitar, aliens. And and, and we'll have we'll make a video out of it. And you can finally explain yourselves why you've been flying around and coming down to earth modifying mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. guitars and uh, you know poking things in people's buttholes. People want to oh, know. Hold on, what's that? Oh, that's a different thing. <laughs> What the hell was that, Steve? Let's move on to the next ad before we run out of card here. We've got 19 minutes. I was trying to find just the do-do-do-do thing from Close Encounters of the Third Kind. 18 minutes. What? It's winding down. Oh, no. (laughs) Are we going to make it? Uh, This is a Yamaha FG230. Yamaha? Is Is there a description? I thought there was, but maybe there's not. There we go. Vintage Yamaha FG230 12 string. Acoustic electric guitar with light-up fret markers, $650 in Indianapolis, Indiana. This guitar is as beautiful to play as it is to look at. Mm. Well, so, <laughs> so it doesn't sound that great. <laughs> has a built-in light system that is mesmerizing and adds a really cool effect when playing in a bar or coffee house with low lights. The lights are constantly changing, creating new patterns. It's a really cool upgrade. Also has onboard tuner and EQ. Excited to pass this on to someone who will play it. So the, how much do they want for this? How many strap buttons are they there? They want 650 for it. Yeah. A very modified Yamaha FG-230 12 string. I was looking around on the internet and I was seeing prices all over the map depending on year and things like that. It was I didn't spend the time to figure out why there was such a price difference between models or between years. Like some of them would be like 350 and some of them would be like 1800. Yeah. So there's very specific models or years or factories maybe that warrant a higher price. This one is, so some of them are like, they, they say like, Oh, red label. Right. Like that's a good thing. This one interestingly is a red label. But it does not say uh, Nippon Gaki in it, which a lot of right. the like 1960 ones do. But you also saw red labels that were going for like 400. Right. Yeah. Right. We did a little research trying to figure this out, and uh, didn't it, didn't really. We ended up just deciding, oh, this thing's been mangled a bunch of ways. It's probably not worth 650. Right. <laughs> it's got these lights installed, which I okay. I I applaud the effort. Here's my applause for the effort of installing lights in the fret dots and in the crucifix mm-hmm. inlay. Is that an inlay or a brand? It looks like it's been branded into the guitar and then there's, yeah, I think it's kind of like a painted uh, a little bit. It's like a relief. And then there, the there's led lights in it inside of that crucifix. And like I said, there's led lights throughout the, uh, the fretboard markers and I almost thought there was an LED light underneath the pit guard because in one shot it looks like it, but then in the others, no, not so much. So maybe that's not an LED. That's just a little shimmer of red tort or something. My question here is how did they get those LEDs in there? 
did they delaminate the neck right to make that happen and if so like did they put it back together oh no Okay, we got it's a warning. We got 15 minutes. You <laughs> gave us warned. The game is a warning. We've never gotten this far on a card before. <laughs> um, the, this pickup system is like $16 on Amazon. Oh, really? Yeah. It looks like a it looks like a late 80s uh drop-in pickup system. Yeah. It has a XLR output, a high Z quarter inch plug output, a and then it has uh, you know, all your standard uh, sliders on there and a digital tuner built it's in. It's $9 if you buy it on AliExpress. Does it, is it a new product? It's a current product. It's a current product? It looks like it came out of 1989. Yeah. Jeez. It's not a good look. It's not it's great not a, looking. If you buy them in bulk, they can be as cheap as $3.50. I don't doubt that this guitar was a, was, is a great acoustic 12 string yamaha has always made really great stuff mm-hmm. like their acoustics can be really great too but these modifications have me scratching my head as to what happened to allow them to happen and also not everyone wants two crucifixes burned into their guitars and they don't follow my art rules because as if the guitar is being played then the crucifixes are sideways and no one wants to be crucified sideways wow you know like there's right side up and there's upside down and that's it. You know, like it isn't St. Andrew's cross. The one that's sideways. Is there a sideways cross? Well, it's like the X cross. Oh, that's St. Andrew's. Cross. Oh, I don't. Yeah. Is that, that's like the, the German Orthodox one. cross or whatever. It's like the Scottish flag cross. Right. Right. I don't know. I don't know all the crosses out there. There's so many types of crosses. Um, I don't know. It's to I me, don't know how these are installed. I don't really, I don't, I don't get it. I'm, here's here's the thing. If it was just the LEDs on the fretboard, mm-hmm. I'd be like, well, if I don't like it, I could just pull out the battery. Mm-hmm. But the crosses are throwing me. And I'm a Christian. I don't know if you guys know about it. I'm a, I play in church. I'm a Christian. So crosses shouldn't bother me. I'm not a vampire or anything. So I could play right. this guitar without bursting into flames. I just, I don't think it's, it's not my look. It's not my luck at all. Maybe this is an acoustic guitar for Tony Iommi, you know? He likes crosses on his guitars. <laughs> what do you think, Steve? I was thinking like there's there like I feel like the target musician for this is um like the guy who probably is was super into Zeppelin and whatnot back in the day probably spent most of the eighties and a chunk of the nineties uh, hooked to like meth. Um, and now is like finally figured out or maybe at some point, like got knocked someone up and realized I gotta, I gotta break this habit. Uh, started, you know, going to church, someone who came clean, someone who yeah got clean, came clean found God. And this is like, this is their, um, this is a worship guitar from 1985 where they were, no, know, I think there was one, is... one guitar on stage and they, they were, they were doing the slides on the overhead projector. This well, this would have been a guitar, but I'm saying this is a, this is a current worship guitar at like a celebrate recovery. Right. Totally. Totally. Type thing. Yeah, yeah. Like that's this, what this 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 lives this lives in the closet where the AA meetings happen. And the thing is the thing about this guy is if you're like, hey man, can you play like whatever the new song is? I don't know what, what songs are right. cool in church right now. They're gonna be like, Oh, I don't know how to play that. It's but, as a deer. Every time it's as a deer. But if you're like but as a deer uh, yeah it's about jesus steve um, <laughs> but but if you but if you ask him like hey like the guy can play eruption on this 12 string <laughs> no he can't he can play eruption on the 12 string but he doesn't know like anything by bethel no sometimes he plays peter paul and mary but he he puts in a disclaimer no, like this I, is from my pre-jesus days i know i know the kind of guy who okay. owns owns this guitar he can play eruption on it, but he doesn't play eruption on it because he because rock and roll is Satan's music. Okay, okay. <laughs> Six fifty, Steve. Do you think it's a fair price? Uh no, no. What would you pay? <sighs> what, what what would tempt you to buy it? Under two hundred, under three hundred, maybe, maybe. 
Listen, I like I said, I'm not a vampire, but I am friends with a few. I wouldn't, I can't have it in my house. It's like if if your friend gets a cat and you're allergic, you can't go over anymore. You know, it's just the it's the sad I, truth or, of it. You know, you could just take a take a uh, like a Benadryl. <laughs> could, yeah, vampires should just take Benadryl. You could pop a Sudafed. <laughs> yeah, our our ba- vampire knock my knuckles on the table so just, hard. Uh, like super allergic to garlic. Is that the deal? Like they're just super allergic to crosses, and if they just like pop a pop a Benadryl, they yeah, be no, fine. Garlic is like an allergy, but like crosses are more like arsenic. They're more like a phobia. Crosses are more like a phobia. They're like cops and fentanyl. <laughs> all right, all right. We've got to decide what was the best ad of the episode, Steve, so we can award a twenty dollar oh, gift card man. to a lucky. Uh, uh, contributor to this episode. Okay, I'm going to tell you what it's not. Okay. It's not, sorry, Robert, it's not the Marauder. Oh, really? Do you disagree? I'm not, you, make okay. your case, make your case. I'm just going to say it's not the Marauder. Okay. Uh, I think we should, from the remaining two, we should just pick one and say it. Ready? <sighs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to go one, two, three, and then we're going to say it. We don't got a lot of time, Ryan. I know, I know, I know, okay. One, two, three, Yamaha. Marauder. Really? I like the Marauder. Yeah, I, it's cool, but it's no, not. No, I like talking about it and looking at it. Are we going to have to, this is our first disagreement. Okay, tell me why the Yamaha. It's it's just because, like, there's there's a story. I, I, I thought, like, I, I was going personally between the Yamaha and the Axle because both of these were, like, the, we're just making stuff up. We're going to flip a pick. We're going to flip a pick. It's the spin doctor's pick. I feel like you should spin the pick. <laughs> I don't know if you can spin a pick like this. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna do it in my hands like this. Is it even flipping? It is. I feel it flipping. I don't even remember what side it started on. Okay. So if it's spin doctors, it's going to be what? You pick. Do you want spin doctors or do you want Chris? I want, I want. We'll let the spin doctors decide. I want spin doctors. Are you ready? Let's do let's do this. And if it's Chris, then it is then I guess the, it's Marauder. the Marauder. You won! It's the Yamaha. I didn't win. Ken Couch won. All right. We're sending this wild Yamaha. Let's say goodbye now before we play the song because the card's about to run out. Uh, thanks for sending in your ads. If you want to possibly win a $20 gift card to the retailer of your choice, whether it be Toman, Sweetwater, Amazon, a fast food place down the street, if we can get you a digital gift certificate, we'll get it to you. Uh, if we choose your ad as the best of the episode, here's the song. Tell us about it, Steve. And after it's done, stay grounded because we won't have any room left uh, on our audio card. It says, hey, Ryan, loving the podcast. You suggested people send you songs to play at the end. I don't know if this is the right address, uh, but I'd be delighted to if you play something of mine. It's so the this, right address, all right. Yeah, this is a, uh, ma- a song made using the stems from Roses. the JHS pedal show. So I don't really, oh, he says, I added my vocals as well as some keyboards on one or two tracks. So I'm going to go to it and I'm just going to play whatever. This song is called The Flesh. If you're looking for signs, no doubt you'll find.